Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Catherine, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today and to chat about um, how to handle a breakup as a practicing Catholic. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, it's going to be such a fun time. So before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Right. So I'm Catherine. I have a YouTube channel called Catholic Catherine that I just started in 2022. So it's a very new YouTube channel. I'm really excited about it. It's definitely not an apologetics channel. I'm just talking about being a Catholic. In my late 20s, I am single still. So I've been through quite a few breakups, I will say that. But it's, it's all, oh my gosh, I can see God's will in every single one of those breakups and every single one of those relationships. Yeah. So it's just, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, that's that's awesome. So perfect person to talk about the, today's um, topic. So um, yeah, as we as we talk about you know breakups, not an easy conversation, right? Not an easy topic to think about, right? Not not everyone wa- everyone wants to bring up, you know, maybe that season back in there that they maybe experienced a breakup. And personally, I've never experienced a breakup, so um, I will just um, let you kind of dive into. Um, maybe sharing experiences you've had. So, you know, you mentioned you've experienced a breakup. So um, maybe share a little bit about that season, if you're comfortable sure, with absolutely. that. And then how, how did you handle that? You know, kind of how was that for you? Right. So I'm, I'm 28 years old. This I've been through, I always say I've been through three and a half breakups because one guy was just dating and then he felt the need to break things off with me. Like, oh, we weren't exactly together, but so <laughs> that, it's just so crazy how when you spend time with someone you start to see a future with them. And then it's just, it's all over. And you have to act like you've never met this person before. You have to just let them go. It's almost like a death. It's it's crazy. But I think, honest to God, I think my breakups have made me a more empathetic person. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful for that. And if down the road, if I am uh, blessed enough that marriage and children is my vocation, that it will make me a better mother, that I can help my child go through a breakup herself or himself. Yeah. And all that good stuff and help my friends go through breakups and everything. So I'm I'm very grateful for the suffering. That, mm. It sounds so dramatic because it's a breakup. It's not like, you know, any horrible yeah. disease or anything, but it's still, it's, it's like it's you see the future with someone yeah. and then all of a sudden it ends and it can end so abruptly and it's, it's so discouraging, but it, I'm so grateful for that suffering because I really believe it has made me a better person. And I really, I truly 100% believe that I am currently, I know this is so controversial, <laughs> living my vocation as a single person right now. Yeah. And I do believe it is a, I do believe it is a temporary vocation, but uh-huh. that I have so much opportunity right now as a single person. Yeah. But um, yeah, my breakup, my first one, 
I didn't have my first uh, boyfriend until I was 22. I live in North Jersey where people don't really tend to date in college. Of course, it's the big hookup culture and everything, yep. which is very depressing. And I you know, wasn't really a part of that. But uh, yeah, I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was, oh, I'm sorry. I was 23 when I had my first boyfriend. I actually met yep. him on Catholic Match. It is possible. <laughs> people are like, I don't want to make a Catholic Match account. It is possible to meet people on Catholic Match. Yeah. So I met him on Catholic Match and we dated for about a year and a half. And unfortunately, we, we definitely had to break up and it was 100% the right decision. But it took a solid eight months or so for me to really get over him. And my biggest, biggest regret about that breakup is that we kept talking afterwards. Mm. And I really 100% believe that the best, the best remedy to a breakup is no contact. You just cannot yeah. contact that person. You've got to treat it like it is a death that they yeah. no longer in your life. Do not go on their social media, block them, block literally everything, block their Venmo because I would see his charges come up on my Venmo. Uh-huh. We were friends on Venmo. I would see him and I would see like, oh my gosh, he Venmoed another girl. He's already dating someone. Oh no. Like uh-huh. you gotta block them on absolutely everything and just move on. And I just, I do encourage you to take as much time as you need Mm. not go on dates don't don't download a dating app right away and just relax give yourself over to jesus spend way more time with your friends and accept the fact your social life is definitely going to suffer like it's just inevitable your social life will go from talking to someone every day to not and it is sad but yeah it's a part of life yeah absolutely i love 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 how you said to like treat it treat it like a death yeah i like that because it's like um, in high school, I had friends who would date someone and then, yeah, they'd keep talking or they would just like still, you know, be in connection with each other. Now, high school dating, don't really know the intentionality behind it, you know, <laughs> right? Um, but it's like, okay, like if you're going to break up with someone or even if there's a guy who's talking to you, but you're not interested, but you keep talking to them, I'm like, yes. stop leading them on. Please. Oh my gosh. Yes. Jeez. That, that's the worst. Oh, I can't no. say that. Yeah. It's so hard. And it's like, I saw that I was like, you're not interested, but you keep talking to them. Like they're just going to keep thinking you like them more and more and more, which I know this is a complete opposite subject of um, breakups, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you have to almost like put your foot down, you know, in in the place of a breakup, like put your foot down and say, okay, like the Lord has invited us to move on into our own lives, not together. So, um, you know, putting an end to that and, growing it uncomfortableness of the fact of like, it's not going to be easy. I can't speak to it. So I don't know what it's like. Um, but I guess, do you have any like advice? What yes. advice do you have for people um, going through a breakup? The best piece of advice I received, honestly, and I do this with, with all of my breakups is or even if you don't go through a breakup, let's say you just have a huge crush on a guy and you know, maybe he's led you on or anything like that. Maybe you just, you really like this guy and you're trying to get over someone you've never dated or you're going through a breakup. This works for in both situations. I found the best thing I could do was going to adoration or just going to church anywhere. You can light a candle, say this in your room, say it every day if you need to, but just say to Jesus, Jesus, I have feelings for someone that is not leading to holy matrimony. I ask Mm. you to bless him, but I hereby renounce all romantic feeling I have for him. 
renouncing is huge. I mean, there's a reason why at Easter and at other times in the year, we renounce Satan and all his evil works. We renounce all this other stuff because renouncing has so much power. Yeah. It's, it's, we've got to renounce our, our, our romantic love for that person. You know, of course, I think I'll always love my, my ex-boyfriends and everyone just, and I, I still sometimes think about them and I say, hail Mary for them and say, hail Mary for their family. And on their birthdays, I'll think of them and be like, oh, he's, he's turning 34 today. Oh, like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I hope he's doing well. Like just yep. say a little prayer for them and move on. Definitely. I think um, if you like, just don't put yourself, if you have friends in common and it's been too soon, do not, if you got to avoid certain friendship situations, don't feel proud and say, nope, I can handle being around him. I'm just going to go and be in the same room as it. Don't, please don't do that. Just take your time. It is way better just to sit on the couch and watch a movie than go out with your friends and just be sad and insecure the whole time. Cause maybe you just see him talking to another girl or talking to the waitress or anything like that. It can just make you so insecure and so uncomfortable. So just avoid them at all cost. at least I'd say for the first year after that, maybe you've relax some feelings. I recently went to a wedding where my ex-boyfriend was there. Yep. And that was, it was kind of funny because my, I, I made this YouTube channel after, way after a year or two after we broke up and I ran into my ex-boyfriend and he said, I found your YouTube channel. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I know you talked about breakups on there. I said, yeah. And he goes, I know you talked about me. And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, is this going to be one of your YouTube videos, how to run into your ex at a wedding? And I said, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> but just, just, Stay away from them. When you do inevitably have to run into them, just be as kind as possible. Yeah. Ask about their family. Because, you know, their family, did, theoretically, their family did nothing to you. Ask about your fam- other family. Ask how they're doing. Wish them well. Mm-hmm. And just just move on. It's just so sad and so painful, but you've just got yeah. to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Taking that step out in courage and just saying, you know, like, yeah, this isn't a, that was a season of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, the Lord, you know, we go all go through different seasons in our life, right? Like, and so, yeah, with the relationship, you know, if it does lead to a breakup, like, okay, that was a specific season. What did the Lord teach me in that season? You know, and, and then moving on from that. And, you know, I have no idea, like I said, I've said this, I'll say this probably the entire episode. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's like to have to, um, you know, be in love with someone and then, you know, the Lord leads you and, you know, tells you that, okay, this is not the person I'm inviting you to be uh, married to. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's hard. I can't oh, even it's imagine. It's horrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, the worst. Oh my gosh. But seriously, just think of all those prayers. Maybe you prayed with that person or all those prayers you prayed for that person and their family and everything and think how much those prayers will benefit that person, maybe already or down the line or something. Yeah something like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy how much more I like, I mean, I did, people are always like, Oh, do the marrying consecration with your boyfriend. Cause I did it with my boyfriend. And then we got engaged a month later. I did it with one of my ex-boyfriends. We broke up a month later, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. But um, maybe I would not have done that marrying consecration if it was not for that, that first yeah. boyfriend. Um I, I currently live in the same city that my ex-boyfriend used to live in. I Maybe I never would have known about this city if I hadn't met that boyfriend. And I never would have made my friends that are in this city if it yeah. hadn't been for that boyfriend. So I just highly recommend reflecting on relationships mm-hmm. and thinking of 
all the positive things you received from it, but then really also think of all the negativity that was also in the relationship. That's huge because I, I look back at, at my relationships and they were not always toxic, but there were times, of course, because we weren't meant to be together and we were still trying to make it work that it became toxic and really unhealthy and so much fighting. And this is why I encourage everybody to journal, even if you're not dating, like this is so good for work or something too. Maybe you think, Oh, I have my dream job. And then you're looking back at your journal, like, Oh wait, I'm absolutely miserable at this job. Or you think you're in a great relationship and you look back and you're like, I've been miserable for months Mm -hmm. in this relationship. This is not working. This will not lead to a happy marriage or a fruitful marriage. Yeah. I think that's so important too of, um, yeah, almost asking the Lord, what are you teaching me in this season? You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what are the feelings that I'm experiencing? What, um, you know, what graces do I need? What is the Lord? You know, what is that big lesson he's putting on the season? And sometimes we don't even know that until a year after that season's over, you know, like definitely back, like even like reflecting on COVID, you know, and we were all in quarantine. That's been what, almost three years. That's insane. (laughs) Um, that it's like, okay, what did, what did the Lord teach me through that? And like, there's so many things that I can look back and see, um, the Lord that, you know, what he was teaching me through, you know, maybe the suffering of being at home or all the things that that brought. Right. And so, um, even just as simple as looking back at the last three months in a journal is huge. I love, Mm -hmm. I love how you made that point. That's so good. Where are all of my current brides to be at? Or maybe, you know, a girlfriend currently planning her wedding. If you said yes to either of those questions, listen up. Wedding planning shouldn't be stressful. After all, you're planning the biggest and one of the most holiest days of your life. White Lily Weddings is a Catholic wedding planning company dedicated to creating holy marriages modeled after Mary and Joseph, which stand out like a lily among the thorns in today's society. Marie and her team at White Lily Weddings offers your typical planning packages such as full service, month of management, etc., but they also offer 100% customizable planning packages to fit your exact needs and budget. If you are a Catholic bride, or you know of one, be sure to check out whitelilyweddings.com or follow them on Instagram at white.lily.weddings. All of the information is in the episode description. Yeah, I guess do you have any other pieces of advice or anything? Yeah, pieces of advice. I'm always like, oh, been through all these breakups. It's just also, I think it's very important if you are the one doing the breaking up or if you are being broken up with, always, 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 please, 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 please be just super humble and super gracious and relaxed. Don't get into a screaming match. I've been very blessed that all of my breakups, none of them have been in a screaming match. We've always been very calm and relaxed. Um, a couple of them have had to be, cause I was in a long distance relationship. A couple of them had to be in, uh, like on FaceTime One had to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Some have been in person, but just please do it with as much respect and as much grace as possible. If you are the one doing the breaking up, if you are the, the dumper, travel to that person don't make them come to you because that's just I I I had to go to an ex-boyfriend's apartment and he broke up with me and then I had to drive home and that was just the most painful drive even though I knew it was coming like I knew we couldn't make it work anymore just that was so painful having to drive home from from being broken up with that was that was actually really rude of him he should have broken up with me in my apartment but whatever it's um definitely travel to that person to break up with them and just be as kind and as, as 
gracious as you possibly can be. You don't want to leave on bad terms. That's you loved that person. Theoretically, you loved that person. You want what's best for them. Mm -hmm. And just, I, I really believe in the, the 54 day rosary novena. Mm -hmm. Um, I have done that with two of my breakups, um, is pray the novena for that, that person. It's a long novena, but you get so many graces from that 54 day rosary novena. And if uh, they're not familiar, if people are not familiar with the 54 days or novena, it's the first 27 days you are asking for an intention and the next 27 days you are giving uh, thanks for that intention, whether or not you received it. Yeah. It's so powerful and it's so beautiful. And if you can schedule your 54th day to be an adoration, to pray that final novena, it can, I, I highly, highly recommend it. So that's, yeah. I mean, prayer, of course, prayer, prayer is going to get you through anything. Yeah. And daily uh, communion. If you can go to daily mass, that's mm. also super helpful. Yes. I love that. I've prayed a couple 54 day novenas mm-hmm. um, and I just love them. They're just like, I mean, it's some days it's really hard to get yourself to pray the rosary. There are some days that it was a 1030. I got in bed and I'm like, Oh crap. I haven't prayed my rosary yet. Me too. Oh yeah. It's been like midnight. I'm like, oh no, it doesn't count. It's not the right day, but it, I was the Lord is gracious. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's gracious. So um yeah. So I would I also um have prayed 50, 40 and Venus for I don't even remember what my intentions were. I, I think this is the Lord inviting me to do another one because I haven't yes. done one for a while. Mm-hmm. Um but I know I did one for like uh, when my husband and I were dating. Um I did one and then I don't even know. I did one probably back in like 2019, which is weird to think that's been like four years already. <laughs> the time is going so fast. Um, but yeah, so rosary novenas are awesome. Totally, totally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Novenas in general. I mean, yeah. I love, I love St. Anne. She's her novena for single women. It's like, you don't even have to pray it just for your, to meet your future spouse. I just like to think, all right, I'm praying this for my future spouse. I don't know where he is from. <laughs> For all I know, he's in a relationship with some other woman. For all I know, he's on the other side of the world and he needs yeah. to move here. Maybe this is his push to move to New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> but just always, always leaning on prayer is just yes. so huge. Daily Mass has been such mm-hmm. a game changer for me, especially recently now that I live in a city and I can walk five minutes to my Daily Mass church, which is, oh, it's so awesome. awesome. It's so good. And getting, I really recommend getting involved in uh, Catholic young adult groups. So after uh, my first breakup, uh, I, I, I mentioned I didn't handle it as well as I should have in terms of communicating with him still. But something that I said to myself was, I don't want my social life to suffer because I'm going through a breakup, which is yeah. silly because your social life just inevitably suffers. So yeah. I just started looking into churches nearby. I still lived in the suburbs and I just kept looking, trying to find a, a parish that had a uh, Catholic young adult group. Uh-huh. And I, I joined that Catholic young adult group. I didn't know anybody you need all please ladies don't be afraid of putting yourselves in uncomfortable situations because I didn't know anybody I was so introverted I was so shy I didn't want to go but I just thought all right I need I need to do this I need to meet other people uh I didn't please don't join young adult groups looking to meet your spouse just do it looking to meet uh fellow community yes community and to to learn something like I've learned so much through uh theology and taps and talks and everything but I made some of my absolute best friends through that group, I've been involved in um, Catholic NYC. Seriously, I, I know it like New York and everything. People, it is it is not exactly the safest right now. This is not the best time, but there's so many Catholics here 
that yeah. I forget that New York is not a religious city because yep. I'm so involved in Catholic NYC. I have so many Catholic friends and they're all super religiously devout people. And it's, yeah. oh, it's so awesome that I, I have so much opportunity to be involved in so many uh, Catholic young adult groups, but it, it's such a blessing to be around people that are the same age as you. We're all in our twenties and thirties that are going through the same thing you are because most of them are not married. You know, that's why we're in these groups. Yep. And we, most of us are looking for friendship and, and learning about Jesus and all that good stuff. So it's just such a blessing. So I really encourage you, if you are going through a breakup to put yourself in uncomfortable situations mm. that can just lead to so many fruits and so many beautiful blessings. Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine my life without, I mean, the bulk of my friends are people I've met through Catholic young adult groups at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so wonderful and such a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, having communities huge. Um, uh, yeah, like we can't, we can't do life alone, you know, we're made for community. And so, um, if you're searching for community, just as you said, mm -hmm. um, get uncomfortable reach out to, you know, the parish secretary or someone and ask, um, and, you know, be bold in that and just say, Hey, like, I'm really looking for a community. Do you know of someone who leads one or know of a group or, you know, getting uncomfortable? Cause that's something that I think I struggle with a lot is like, you know, like, well, that's, that's hard. It's too hard to do that. But like, no, like we are called to, um, like faith isn't supposed to be something that's comfortable and easy. No. Um, and so like anything in life, any mm -hmm. sort of Catholic topic that could ever be talked about, like, you know, it's never going to be comfortable. It's never going to be easy. Um, and so when you find yourself in that comfortable situation, like you're probably settling for complacency <laughs> and like just settling for, oh, well, like I go to mass on the weekends and I pray, you know, for 10 minutes a day. Cool. That's it. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. But like, the Lord wants more out of you, you know? And so um, to never settle and to always, yeah, be uncomfortable. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really think comfort will kill, like will kill us. Cause we're just, yeah. we always need to be growing. I always thought growing up when I was a kid that once I got married, I would be living God's will. And I, I had discerned and I would figure it out and everything. And I just remember figuring out one day, oh my gosh, wait a minute. I will always be discerning God's will. Even when I'm married and I have, you know, children or whatever, I'm still yep. figuring out God's will for me. Yeah. Like it never, it's a never ending. We are always yes. doing the will of God. We are always striving for that. And it's, 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 we, we cannot get comfortable and just rest on our laurels. We need to always be, be searching. And yeah. it's, it's beautiful that we have this faith that allows us to, know what's going to happen. It's just, oh, so I, I love it. And it's awesome. It's so awesome. And yeah, so it's like right now I am, I am single. I've gone through all my breakups, but I really believe I'm living the will of God. Like I, I don't have to mention, but I do run my, my current young adult group that I have in the, the city that I live in. And it's just so beautiful to see the fruits of how people are impacted by, by the fellowship yeah. and how we're, I'm, I will admit like not everyone in my young adult group is super um, into the the technical parts of our faith. Mm -hmm. Like I was explaining some, some of them don't agree with like praying to the saints or anything like that. I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh, no, you don't understand. These are our friends. Yeah. Oh, so we need to get involved in that. And it's so beautiful. So there's so much opportunity to teach our friends who maybe 
maybe they're an expert on something else, but you're an expert on this and you have the opportunity to have these theology on taps, to have these women's brunches, these men's boys nights, anything like that to just talk about your faith with these people. Cause it's, I mean, so my best friend, like the whole world, she's Jewish. So I don't talk about religion too much with her. Occasionally we'll, we'll talk about a few things here and there, but to have my, my Catholic young adult friends is Mm. such a blessing, especially being in the same stage of life as they are in and maybe being discouraged at where they are in life, whether in terms of their career or the fact that they're not married or anything yep. like that, just, just to hold on. Yeah. It's, it's such a, such a blessing. Yeah. Um, and another thing I just want to say about going through breakups and maybe if you're in college and you're, you're single, or if you're leaving college and you've never been on a date before, like I, I never really went on a date until I met my first boyfriend when I was 23. Really. I didn't mm-hmm. date too much before that. It just, I don't know. It's not part of the culture here. It's not, yeah. it's not really typical. So it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's like, I've had so much sense then it doesn't really bother me anymore that I didn't go on a date until I was 23. But another thing to ask for is to ask God to provide examples of mm-hmm. good Catholic marriages, yes. but also good Catholic marriages where they met later in life. Mm-hmm. So I was after my most recent breakup, which was back in March, I got, I was very, very upset. Like I was just like how I'm getting so old, God, how can you please, how do I keep breaking up with these guys? And I just said, can you please give me examples of people who have met later in life who are living good Catholic marriages? And the next Sunday I was at mass and I was talking to this, this woman after mass and she said, Oh, I just got married last weekend. (laughs) And she goes, I'm 40. I don't know if I'll be able to have kids, but I'm so in love with my husband. And we didn't live together until we were married. Like all this, she was listing all these great Catholic things they had done, how they had dated so so beautifully and within the faith I'm like okay even if I have to wait till I'm 40 I want to be like who cares because this woman is so beautiful and so happy that she met her husband and that she's just yeah. so on fire for God and he sounds like he's so I didn't meet him but he was so on fire for God I'm like okay yeah. it doesn't yeah, matter what age you get married at as long as you're living yeah. God's will because his timing is perfect yes. right yes amen and I think um a phrase that the Lord has kind of been like keeping in my life a lot is like Lord, I want what you want. Yes. And so like, it's so easy to come back to our human tendencies and being like, well, Lord, like, I don't even know. You know, like I want a boyfriend, so I'm just going to like go find one and marry him. Mm-hmm. But like, is that what the Lord wants for me? Because I want what the Lord wants for me. And like I said, it's not easy to do that every day. There's days where I get to the end of the day and I'm like, yeah, Lord, I was a control freak. I'm sorry. I'll do better tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so kind of approaching it in that way of like, Lord, what is it like that you want me to do for you in this season, you know, um, and trusting that he's going to take care of that, you know, desire that's on your heart. Um, cause I do believe that, you know, we can entrust these desires to the Lord and we can be persistent in telling him our desires. There's times where I tell him, um, you know, a current desire that's on my heart, like once or twice a day, I'm like, Lord, this is what I want. Like, you know, if this isn't what you want for me, help me to, um, you know, just receive the graces that I need to not receive what this desire is, you know, to mm-hmm. see where he's leading me. Um, and so I think that's a huge thing of like asking the Lord for the graces and entrusting those desires into his hands. Because when we give these big, huge things to the Lord, mm-hmm. like it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, okay, like the Lord has got it. He's already got my life planned. Um, I can't do anything, you know, like to change that. So what what can I do today? You know, 
Yes. Yeah. It's already written for you. Like yes. your spouse, if you're, if you're called to marriage, your spouse is already out there. Yep. It's just not the right time yet. Yeah. So what am I going to do now to do the will of God? Like what is God's will for me right now in this season? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll, as single people, like, I really feel like we are blessed with so much time <laughs> that yeah. like married and especially parents don't have as this abundance of time. And yeah. we have this opportunity uh, depending on uh, your church schedule and everything to go to mass every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I really, and I, I have not always been going to daily mass. This has been something in the last uh, year or so that I've really started getting into it. And it's just such a blessing. And I know down the line, if I have a bunch of kids and everything, I'm not going to have as much opportunity to go yeah. to mass every single day, Yeah. but take advantage of this time right now and pray for my future children or pray for whomever God has put on my heart that day to pray for. So take, take advantage of this beautiful opportunity we have as single people to yes. pray and and offer up for our fa- friends and family and our future yeah. children and our future grandchildren if you want to everyone mother's day and father's day will be here before we know it which means it's time to find a gift to honor them for the last couple of years i've had this idea in my heart and i thought it would be perfect to bring it to life this year as my husband and i will be celebrating our first mother's day and father's day introducing our newest rosaries the St. Monica, patron saint of mothers, and St. Joseph, patron saint of fathers. These rosaries are the perfect gift to give to your mother and father to honor them as your parents and all they have done for you. I also have custom birthstone rosaries available if you want to create a custom rosary that is completely customized to your family. These rosaries are perfect for that meaningful way to honor your parents. I even have a few Mother's Day and Father's Day gift bundles available. Be sure to go check those out as well. Shop now and use code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like um, that's something I've been reflecting on too of like is is time and, um, you know, what my relationship with the Lord is going to look like, you know, when my baby is here. And so, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I would totally go back to my single days where, <laughs> you know, I had all the time in the world living with my parents. My mom did the dishes and the cook, you know, like I didn't have to do anything. So I'd eat supper and yeah, if she asked for help, you know, like to clean up, like some days it was just leftovers. So it was load your plate in the dishwasher and go do what you want. Right. Yes. And so I'd go downstairs, turn on a podcast or pray a rosary or read the Bible or just, you know, do whatever sort of Catholic thing that I wanted to. And so it's like, um, even something as simple as like daily mass, like, yes, a mom can go so, still go to daily mass, but you know, like with children, it might be more difficult because you have to keep an eye on them and it's harder to be focused. Yep. And so it's like someone who's single, like enjoy that time, um, of being able to like really dive into the Lord, um, in, into that relationship with the Lord. Cause that's something that like, when I met my, when I met my husband, I was like, Lord, I do not want a man in my life not I'm just so content with you Lord I don't want like don't interrupt anything this is so good and then he comes into my life and like okay Lord what is happening now (laughs) um and so yeah like um just really taking and using your time you know like um even even as a married woman like you know at the end of the day I'll go on my phone and it's like Maybe I'll be on my phone for an hour or two. I hate to admit it, yeah. um, but it's like, okay, did I pray that day? You know, did I pray today? No. Okay. Let me put my phone down. I'll pray a rosary, be with the Lord for 20 minutes. And then you, I can still go on my phone after that. Right. Exactly. It's all about how we're filling our days. Yes. And like, yeah, like you said, sometimes I'll go on my phone and I'll just be on YouTube for an hour or two, just watching 
silly videos. Yeah. Like cats fighting each other. I don't know. And I'm like, I could have been watching all of these cat videos and walking on the treadmill downstairs in the gym. Like I could have been doing yeah. lots. And I'm like, Oh, I gotta be working on how I'm filling my days. Yeah. You can do those. You can do those like sitting on your phone for an hour as long as yeah. you're exercising or something and you're putting in all that effort. But one, yeah. one really beautiful thing I think you mentioned is when you're like, Oh God, I don't want a man in my life. And then you met your husband. You're like, Oh, you're so happy. But I feel like you found like you, your heart was resting in Jesus. Everyone always says that Jesus, my heart is restless until it rests in you. Yeah. And your heart was resting in Jesus. So you were so ready to, to meet your husband and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it's, it's very important for like a single people to make sure our heart is always resting in mm -hmm. Jesus so that when we do have the opportunity to meet our husband, uh, or maybe we've already met him and we just don't realize that yeah. we're, we're meant to date or anything like that yet. Like we need to make sure our heart is resting in Jesus so that we're prepared. Yeah, to meet our absolutely. Husband. It's about preparation. There's always that, that saying that people say that um, people always ask, Lord, please give me a husband. But people don't say enough, Lord, please prepare me to meet my husband. Please prepare mm -hmm. me to be a wife, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to, there's so much work I have to do on myself before yeah. I can meet my husband and get married and everything like yes. that. And I don't know what that work is necessarily. Yeah. I would love to know. I would love to be uh, married and everything, yeah. but we'll, we'll see what God has in store. Yeah. And just approaching it like from a day-to-day -day basis too of like, okay, Lord, like how are you preparing me to be a wife today? Mm -hmm. You know, or like for me, how are you preparing me to be a mom today? Um, you know, or any, any season of your life um, and just seeing where the Lord invites you in, you know, maybe like, you know, you're, you're desiring marriage and maybe the Lord invites you to cook a fancy meal for yourself, you know, yes. Oh my like, God. Yes. you know, just, it might seem, it might seem silly, but like that's practice for when you have a husband and are cooking, you know, cooking meals every day. Um, and just like some of those fun things of like, okay, like I get to, um, prepare my cooking skills for my yes. future husband, you oh know? Yeah. Or even like, yes, cooking and then setting the table for yourself. Like even yeah. if you're just eating by yourself or maybe you're eating with your roommate, if you have one, setting the table for yourself and your roommate, having a nice, comfortable home. Maybe you buy flowers for yourself. I think women need to like buy flowers for themselves all the time. Yeah. It's just so nice to have. Yeah. And it's yes, just having a nice setting yeah. is so important. You feel so much happier, light a candle. Mm -hmm pour a glass of wine. It's, it's, it's yeah. so relaxing. Yes. Yes. I love that. I think that's a fun, a way to, you know, just perspective of, um, you know, when we think of like, okay, Lord prepare me, but we think when we, when we say that, we're like, it's going to be this big, huge thing of like, the Lord is going to call me to spend 24 hours in adoration. <laughs> and that's how he's going to prepare me. And like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes we over like make things seem so much bigger than what they really are. Mm -hmm. And the way that the Lord is actually like, preparing us you know he is preparing us as you know through our day-to-day -day life and we don't even know it oh, yeah. um, and so even just yeah coming back to that simplicity of like lord where are you preparing me today mm -hmm. and what are you calling me to do today to prepare my heart for you know this desire or whatever you know kind of whatever that is if you're longing for a relationship or marriage or you know maybe you're longing for children or longing for this certain job right like what yes. what are you doing today lord to prepare me um, and you know, what are you calling me to do as, you know, like in today to be prepared, you know, I mean, even like, let's say you're driving and your car breaks down yeah. and you're a single person and you freak out and you're like, what am I supposed to do? God, why'd you do this to me? But then you think, okay, wait a minute. Even if I was married, 
my and I was I could have been driving by myself and my husband wouldn't have been able to help me. Maybe my phone would have been dead and my husband wouldn't have been able to help me. And I had to figure this out on my own. Maybe I would have had children in the car if I was married. So I try and take all these opportunities like, okay, my car broke down by myself. Okay, maybe my car will break down one day and I'll have children in the car. And now I'm going to be better prepared to handle this. Or I missed my flight and I'm trapped in, this happened to me once, I got stuck in Peru for a couple of days by myself and it was so miserable. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm prepared. If I ever get trapped in a foreign country with children, I am ready to go. Like mm-hmm. things like that, we've got to take all of these opportunities that we have and just remember, all right, it could be so much worse because I could have a husband, I could have children, but I can handle it because I handled it as a single person. Like I'm, I'm going to be ready when this problem rises 10 years down the line or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. And I think it's, it's even crazy. Like in the situations we don't even like, you know, your car might break down, you might be on your own, but yeah, once again, we might not even think of that. And then in five years, maybe our car breaks down again. We can look back on that time that it did. Right. And be like, Oh yeah, I was just, I went through that. What, what did the Lord teach me? And what can I, mm-hmm. you know, take from that ex- previous experience while I'm dealing with my car being broke again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this. This is so good. I love all of the advice you shared. Um, so this is a question I love to ask everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my guests, it's a loaded question, <laughs> but what is one piece of advice that you want every young Catholic woman to know? I want every young Catholic woman to know that, and I want everybody to know this, that everything is temporary. Literally everything on earth is temporary. College is temporary. That class that maybe you're just, you're not doing well in is temporary. Mm-hmm. Even your job, like when you graduate college, every job is temporary. I was, I was laid off twice before I was 25 because I kept working for companies that kept going out of business. I'm finally in a job that's that's secure. But even your relationship with your your boyfriend is temporary because it's not going to be. Even if you do end up marrying him, like dating is temporary, and then engagement is temporary, and then marriage. It's it's sad when you come to this realization. As like I've said, like I'm 28. Unfortunately, uh, I've a couple of my friends have lost their parents this year and their, their mothers, it's both of them lost their dads. Their mothers have become widows in their mid sixties. And so unfortunately, like, of course they're still married and everything, but even the marriage was temporary because now they're, they've gone back to being a single person. And I believe, I, I, I believe they are living their vocation as these single widows who yeah. are just loving on their grandchildren, taking care of their their children where they can, and praying constantly for their spouse who is you know who has gone before them. Yeah. So everything is temporary. Mm. If you are in a uncomfortable job or something like that, it is it is temporary. If you're in a relationship, oh my gosh, like oh, please, you guys, just journal and look back on it and see if you are happy or not, because that is that is huge and. I'm, so, I'm sorry, now I'm like riffing a little bit, but like even if you met your your boyfriend on Catholic Match or you met him at a Catholic Young Adult group or you met him in church and he goes to daily mass and he's so amazing, that doesn't mean you're called to marry him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that drives me absolutely nuts. I, <laughs> I used to think with my first boyfriend, I was like, oh, we met on Catholic Match. He goes to church every week. He goes to confession. We have to get married. I'm like, oh wait, no. All that we have in common is that we're Catholic. Like we didn't have anything else in common. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we were totally not called to marriage at all. Oh my goodness. So just every everything is is temporary and mm-hmm. it's 
it's so beautiful because the only thing that is permanent, literally the only thing that is permanent is your relationship with Jesus. Yep. He will always be there for you. He will always love you. He, he's literally the only person who walked the face of the earth who just can never disappoint you because yeah. even if you do get married, there will be days that your spouse will disappoint you. Right. Yeah. And there will be yeah. days your children disappoint you or that you disappoint yourself. Even you disappoint yeah. yourself, but Jesus will yeah. never disappoint you and his timing and his will and God's timing, and God's will and the Holy spirit. Oh, it is yeah. always perfect. Perfect. Timing perfect. Is always perfect. So yeah, yes. absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so before we leave, where can people follow you? Um, I know you mentioned YouTube. Um, if you want to mention any like other social media, feel free. I have the, the the Catholic Catherine account on Instagram. It's I'm not as good and consistent on there. I just love YouTube. Like YouTube is just so much fun. Like I said, I just love watching animal videos on YouTube. I watch <laughs> love, love listening to to podcasts and yeah. you know even silly game show videos. That's just so much fun. And I know. It's crazy. I don't think kids watch TV as much anymore. My little brother is in, uh, he just, he's in middle school and they just watch YouTube all the time. It's so much fun. Yep. So, yeah. I love that platform. I think it's, it's so much fun. Cool. That's so fun. I love that. So go, go subscribe to her on YouTube, go mm -hmm. watch her videos, go follow along on Instagram if you feel as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me. It was so much fun to chat, to talk about, you know, breakups, not an easy yeah, thing, yeah, but it's so much fun talking about it so well. <laughs> It's all, it's all God's will. Like at the end of the day, it's God's will. So it's, it's like, oh, you just need time, time you heal from it. And you're like, oh, that was, that was awesome. I'm so yeah. glad I had that experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you could share that with us. I'm super thankful. Oh, thanks so much, Whitney. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.